Hi, I'm Chantal. Hi, I'm Claudia. Hi, I'm Liam. Hi, I'm Kenny. Hi, I'm Alana. And, and we're, we're Raider, Raider Talks. <laughs> so, uh, back with episode three. Uh, we are back in the TV production room. Last time we were in the caves, as you probably heard, and it kind of sounded whack. But <laughs> we're back in an area where it's enclosed, so you can't hear the sounds mm-hmm. of the school, so it's a lot better. And we have two new guests today, um, Alana and Liam. I'll let them introduce themselves. <laughs> Hi, I'm Liam. I'm a, I'm a senior and the news editor for the Rainbow Review. Okay, so what do you kind of want to talk about? Like, what, what are your, what are you interested in talking about, just in general? Uh, you have to say words. I'm really being put on spot here by Chantal. Okay. Um, Okay, good talk. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna move on because he, he's not saying words. Alana, hi. Okay, I'm Alana. I'm also a senior. Uh, I'm a writer for the Raider Review newspaper, and uh, we're pushing out a new article about Islamophobia, which I think is like really cool. Oh, also, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> we should we're 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 gonna be plugging our articles as always. So as just always. go read our what is it called? ERHSRaider.com? ERHS yes. Raider dot org. Um check out our articles. ERHSRaider.org. There's no review. Leave out the review. So come check out our articles and read the print edition, which is coming out soon. Reader.org. It's definitely not. Um, oh, my God. It's okay. Okay. <laughs> um, they're going to uh, – while they pull that up, I'm going to introduce our first topic. Today is February 14th, which is um, known as – oh, it is ERHSRadio.org. So yeah. Liam was wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and on that note, Valentine's Day is today. <laughs> <laughs> Valentine's Day is today, and I just think that we should kind of talk – as a high schooler – I think we have a very unique perspective because we're kind of at the age where we're beginning to actually take Valentine's Day seriously. And I really don't understand. I mean, it's a personal opinion. So obviously everyone else might think differently about this topic, but I really don't see why we should be taking it that seriously at this age because we're all teenagers and we're not falling in love. I mean, you could be, I'm not going to like, I'm not going to bash you, but people take it very seriously and it's very interesting. So who has any thoughts? I feel like I have a cynical view, um, on Valentine's day. I feel like it's mixed emotions. Um, I'm trying not to sound bitter, but (laughs) a part of me does feel like Valentine's day is a little bit superficial in my opinion. I don't really like it because I feel like it's a more exclusive holiday where I especially like the media and everything it kind of paints a picture where it's like if you're not in a relationship you can't really enjoy this holiday it's also maybe that's me being cynical yeah but yeah and it's just like you can make anything you want it to be I'm not saying you can't make it positive I can't I'm not saying it can't be about you know the people you love like your friends you can definitely make it that way but I feel like there's definitely more like pressure socially to you know if you're not in a relationship you can't you know you're just sad and single alone on valentine's day interesting and you know i'd like to introduce liam's perspective because i know that he is in fact in a relationship so what how do you how do you take how like where do you stand on this um regardless of my relationship status i also think that valentine's day is generally positive because even though you know, you give gifts to significant others and, and so on. 
I've also gotten a lot of gifts and candy and like warm receptions from like everyone. Like yeah. a lot mm-hmm. of in fact I actually brought in a bunch of donuts for our Thank you, Alana. It was Valentine's Day and I've gotten a bunch of candy and people are giving out cards and stuff to just their friends. Okay. So I think it's mm-hmm. it's actually a lot less exclusive than it might be actually out of high school because I think that then you're spending the time with your one person. If you don't have it, then you're just kind of lonely. But in a place where you have so many friends and just... I understand that, but I also think that, I mean, I don't want to be typical, but I... (laughs) <laughs> I don't want to be bitter, but it's not even that. I just think that if we're going to do this whole, you know, show love to people, I mean, we should do it every day. We shouldn't just mm-hmm. wait until oh, the yeah. one day no, of definitely. the year where it's socially acceptable to give candy out. Like, I think we should kind of incorporate this in our everyday life in a way, mm-hmm. instead of yeah. kind of giving people an excuse to not do it for the rest of the year because it's not Valentine's Day yet. So, yeah. And I guess I wanted to say, like, from my perspective, like, I'm also in a relationship, but it's, like, it's long distance, so. Those are hard. Those are, (laughs) it's particularly hard. hard. So, yeah, that might be why I'm bitter. But (laughs) just in general, I guess I just wanted to show that, like, my perspective isn't coming from possibly someone who's, like, (laughs) bitter. (laughs) Yeah, even, I feel feel like even being in, in a relationship still, it still just feels like to me, like, it's kind of superficial. And it's, like, especially, you know people I care about, people I love, like my friends who are upset because they're like, oh, like I feel bad. Like I don't have a relationship or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I don't want them to feel bad, you know? Yeah. I just want everyone to be happy, you know? That's... Kenny really came out with the flex that she had a relationship. Yeah. No, no. No, I just felt like it was like important to understand like my background. Yeah, I mean, everyone's at, everyone's at a different stage. We're, we're all, you know, we're all growing and living differently. So that's just, that's just the way life goes. That's just the way life goes. (laughs) Okay, so I feel like we can segue now to Oscars because I really wanted to talk about that. Oscars were last Sunday, I believe. And I am a huge film fan. I wouldn't call myself a film buff just because I can be a fan of things and not know everything about things. But I really like the Oscars and I always make sure to watch all or as many as I can of the Best Picture nominees. And so... Parasite, actually, it was a Korean film, um, and it was really good. And I honestly, admittedly, did fall asleep before the end of the movie. But that's only because I was... I love the part I watched. (laughs) No, but what happened was I was very tired that we were watching them all in a row. So we watched Joker one night, and then Mm -hmm. we watched Parasite. And that night, I was just so tired that... I was like, when is this movie going to heat up? But everyone was telling me, you have to wait until the end because it just keeps getting better. But then I fell asleep and then I woke up the next day and my whole family, or everyone that I watched it with, was saying that, oh, it was so good and I missed that part. So now I have to go back and watch it. But Parasite did sweep the Oscars. It won Best Original Screenplay. It won International Feature Film. It won Best Director and Best Picture, which is so difficult. And I just want to talk, like, what... This is really this is a huge deal because this is an international film. This film wasn't in English and people still liked it, which is hard for Americans. Really hard. Yeah. There's been yeah. a lot of um, people talking Backlash. about oh not being able to watch the movie because right oh there's too much reading with the subtitles. A lot and of I get that it is a problem for it's like a small group of people. Like you can't read. Yeah. <laughs> or like are dyslexic, or like, are, are dyslexic no. and they can't mm. read as quickly. But in general, like why be lazy about it? Exactly. Like, 
This is the one international film. And also, people were also getting mad because um, the director, is it Bong Joon-ho? Yeah, Bong Joon-ho. He, he's um, made films in English before, mm-hmm. so they were frustrated that um, his film, this film, particular film was in Korean and that his Korean film was the one that was winning Best Picture and not the film that people were asking him, why didn't you do this film in English? And he said, I think it would have fit better in Korea. And mm-hmm. like, I don't understand. People are really bitter about this. I just think people don't like things that aren't American yeah, and English. Very, very that America true. is like the center, like the epicenter yeah. of the world. Like everything has it's to be. A, it's an international, it's supposed to be an international award mm-hmm. so i don't see why everything has to be english speaking i i i think that this is a really big step like last year roma was um nominated and it was in spanish and i honestly personally i didn't like the movie no offense you to no well i <laughs> was supposed to it was not it was the cinematography yeah. was beautiful but there was no plot my dad and i were watching the movie and when we got to the credit scene he was like when is the movie going to start? Because there was just no plot. But I think that it being nominated was a good step because it was a Spanish film and it was nominated for Best Picture. Liam, you don't need to raise your hand. I, I they can't see you. <laughs> um, I admittedly did not see it, but I saw a lot of the backlash and I think it's way overblown. I think it's it's kind of ridiculous and a lot of people want to joke it away and it's probably why they're mad. Yes. Um, but I did like the director when he made the two Oscars mm-hmm. kiss. Yes. That, that was perfect. Uh, I, I really liked his energy. And uh, yeah, the film is perfect. I haven't seen it, but I bet it's I great. Bet it's great. <laughs> I bet it's great too. I, I liked the way in his speech he paid homage or homage. Because he um he started off with a quote by Martin Scorsese, who was also nominated for Best Director. So he was, and then he was saying that Quentin Tarantino put him on his film list. And so he was saying that even though I won these awards, I understand that I'm in great company and that exactly. And he he was he was paying tribute to the people that got him there, and he was on the same level with them because they were all nominated for the same award. And I just thought that was really cool. So he's very humble. He was. Yeah. He seemed very humble. So we were very happy to be there. The way he was just staring at his right. Oscars, there was a like a picture of it. So it was just really. He was. He really said he didn't expect after yeah. he won international feature film, he did not expect to win anything else. And then he got called for best director, and he was completely confused. He's like, "That's a flex. <laughs> That's a flex." So okay, so people are stopping. A little bit with the talking, so we're gonna I, move I on. I didn't see it, so I didn't want to like. <laughs> all right, all right. Um, I saw Joker. Watching it, <laughs> yeah. but I don't want my hopes to be too high where I'm watching. And it's like, oh, that didn't meet my expectations. I mean, I, I, that's why sometimes when something is hyped up too much, I just, mm-hmm. I just don't want to watch it. I, I, I wish Joker. I had watched it before the hype. Exactly, then I would have enjoyed it more. Right. I still haven't seen Bird Box because of the <laughs> oh, <laughs> it came out in like 2018. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, oh, really? it's not as good. It's not as really? good as you think. It's, it's you okay. To, I promise you. It's good. Not. You have to watch it like when you're really tired at night. It's like I, 1 a.m. <laughs> unless you get scared easily. It's, it's not even. It's, it's not even a scary. It doesn't really have a plot it's to a, me. I just really. I didn't. I wasn't blown away. Everyone watched the movie. They were like, "This is groundbreaking." And I was like, "Oh, but I was okay." It seemed like it was Sandra Bullock's like acting. I was like, no, no. I, I personally don't watch her anymore. I don't know. I just stopped watching. Did you stop watching Sandra? Did you watch um, 
what's that movie called? Ocean's Eight. Ocean's Eleven. Ocean's which Ocean's Eight? Ocean's like, number. Yeah, Ocean's like with a number after that. Yeah. <laughs> one of the numbers. She's been on, done Ocean's all these. I didn't realize she killed all her co stars in the movie. She did. Like, Sandra Bullock yeah, is so she, much she, more like, than Bird Box. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but Bird Box is a watered down, quiet place. It is. And you can't, it, you it can't really tell me differently. I said that. Part. I was if saying when I watched Bird Box, I was like, "This is literally a quiet place," and except they just except. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> the quiet place was great. I oh know. yeah, no, I can't I'm wait. I'm waiting for the, for the second one. I can't I'm wait back for this now. Okay, but John Krasinski's not in it anymore. Okay. Yeah. I have less of a. But Emily Blunt's still in it. She's so, a good actress. Yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't hear her name was John Krasinski. Okay, relax. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna transition now because Actually, Liam just made me angry. Oh, <laughs> you can hear the anger. Um, the coronavirus. That was not a very smooth transition. I got to work on those. Yeah. Sorry, guys. So coronavirus. So <laughs> speaking of bad. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Um. So fourteen thousand new cases were released or not released they weren't released but they were like they said that fourteen thousand new cases came out yesterday or the day before was it yesterday or the day before? it had to be within the, the past two days because didn't the day they before. update yeah. like their um what am i trying to say their diagnosis yeah methods that was there it's it's not i don't think that it was them updating the method of diagnosis i think that they just I don't know. They, they updated some sort of way of how they were identifying cases and found that there were way more than initially. The, they discovered. said that there was somebody, like there was an organization that kind of made China, the Chinese government, update. <laughs> I, I also think that it, it's very possible that China, in order to minimize it and its. Speak up. Oh. China, in order to like minimize its. Oh, know, there's the a live intensity. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I think they may have downplayed the amount that there was, but mm-hmm. there's, you know, they didn't really want. Yeah, they didn't want a bad rap. Yeah, yeah. which um, they can already have. I, um, oh. <laughs> I think I just think there's some shady stuff going on with. I think it's a little shady. many yeah, world governments yeah. in regards yeah, to yeah, this. Claudia is showing me this thing, which um, is a. Li- it's a, like a live tracker by Johns Hopkins University, where they have all the new updates about cases of coronavirus around the world and they show you the stats and how many um, deaths have been, how many people have recovered. And as of mm-hmm. right now, there are 64,458 people that have... Oh my God, 59? Yeah, and diagnosed. <laughs> That's yeah, crazy. And it shows you country by country mm-hmm. where it's happening. And it's really scary when you see it like... You when you see the page it, yeah. and the number jumps And then the number again. jumped. That's that's yeah. the scariest part. Mm-hmm. So did you hear about the cruise ship? Right now... Um, yeah. In Yokohama? Mm-hmm. There's an, a lot mm-hmm. of cruises are being um, docked mm-hmm. in that area um, because of the coronavirus. Uh, I was talking to my friend's dad, and his friend was on a cruise, and he said that they were making them – they have to stay on the water right now because somebody said that they felt sick. And apparently that person wasn't even sick. They just felt sick. Yeah, they got charged. But because of that, they have to stay on the water until all um, – until I think it's like 21 or 14 days. They have to stay yeah, on the water because they're not allowed to dock because they want to make sure that they don't have coronavirus. And I think that's crazy because how do you – do you have enough supplies? You weren't mm-hmm. expecting you're supposed to dock and you can't reload. Mm-hmm. I just think that's – that's crazy to me. I feel like we all should, should just say we. I know there are a lot of people 
I feel like who are using the coronavirus and you know everything that's yes. happening as an excuse mm-hmm. to be racist. racist. <laughs> exactly. Just, yeah. you say it bluntly to be racist, to be just discriminatory. Not all these every different Asian person has the coronavirus. <clears throat> Thank and it's you. not okay to yeah. insinuate that. You can't word. do that. I just ugh. my sister's in middle school right now. She's in sixth grade, and she comes home every day. She's like, the kids keep on saying I have coronavirus. Like they won't hang out with me. That's like, insane. And so it's like, oh yeah, all my Asian friends like they're not hanging. Like we're all hanging out with each other because like one girl started wearing a mask, and now everyone doesn't hang out with that one girl. Really? Yeah. It actually oh like my people gosh. are that's taking it seriously, especially kids just who are immature. Racist. Yeah, especially in the middle school mm-hmm. where. Everyone takes, are, it. Everything, yeah. everyone takes everything yeah. really seriously or not seriously and enough. And it's like I know people are just trying to, you know, make light of things, I guess, make jokes or whatever. And like, you know, we talked about this a few weeks ago, I think, just about mm-hmm. like World War Three and the yes. whole thing. Yeah. But like these things are actually very serious exactly. and yeah. their jokes have a limit. Like it's, you know. And affect, especially when it's actually beginning to affect people's lives, mm-hmm. like kids who are in school, like all mm-hmm. these different people – it's, I don't know, I feel like some people definitely take it too far. Exactly. And we definitely saw, like, these jokes, um, I forget what year it was. It was, like, a couple years ago with the Ebola With the virus. Ebola virus. And that people was, were making I'm very sure still going extreme on. jokes. Ebo- people the, still do. That was mm-hmm. hard. Yeah. I mean, because I'm personally, my family is from Liberia. Mm-hmm. So people made a lot of jokes about, like, West African countries, but specifically Liberia because that's where it was focused. And it kind of made me angry. Just I didn't talk mm-hmm. about it a lot, but it made me really angry because mm-hmm. I'm like my family lived there. My family lives there. We were supposed to travel to Liberia that year and we ended up not going because mm-hmm. we didn't want to get infected. And when my grandmother came back, she had to be she was had to be quarantined and everyone just made jokes yeah. about Ebola. And it was just very frustrating to me because I I did have that firsthand yeah. experience and just these made these me jokes affect people like they actually affect their lives. And exactly. It's just not there's no. it's not okay. Okay, so class is going to end in 10 minutes, so (laughs) I think we should segue again. I'm going to work on these, sorry, to the State of the Union address because that was also... Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And here's... This is Liam's Liam's time to shine, but I'm just going to preface with um, our journalism teacher, Ms. Ruoff, did print out a copy of the State of the Union address and made us read and annotate it for class, and it was... A very interesting experience. So I'm just going to let Liam talk because I know he has a lot to say. Um, yeah. So I just think that it's – well, the State of the Union was, well, well written, which I believe obviously means it was not written by, by Donald, Donald Trump. <laughs> um, it also had a lot of contradictory statements in it that really frustrated me because as someone who's been following politics for a very long time – I actually read some of the Obama's State of the Union stuff, and it's one, not only is it leaks better, but it also does not conflict with his literal stance. Yes, exactly. Because there's there's even a point in the speech where he talks about how many people are now off food stamps and, and healthcare. You know, they, they don't need it anymore, which... Because he kicked is, them off. Is, yeah, <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, he kicked them off because of, like, a certain income rating. Like, and they still needed it, but because they were, you know, there wasn't enough funding, it... it they got cut out of the bracket, so now they are starving or they need a bunch of extra help when they're not getting it. And then he, he claims to do some – he's going to do stuff that's great for healthcare, great for Medicare. And then the day after the State of the Union address, he proposed something to cut $800 billion or million dollars off of healthcare oh and – yeah. Social security stuff. Like, it's it's atrocious. What he's doing is ridiculous. He talks about how ICE has 
been a huge success mm-hmm. about safely mm-hmm. getting people out of the country That's when so really he's been safe. keeping them I mean, <laughs> in internment camps. Yeah. Uh, he's just trying to paint everything that he's done in a positive light. And I understand that that's what state of union is. You're trying to make everyone think that this, the country is okay. Yeah. Everything's okay. But I feel like he was kind of doing it to the extreme where he was just, he kept saying, Oh, we're in the best state we've yeah, ever been. Yeah. Everything can't be, the, we so can't have much. the best week. Everything can't be in its best shape. Not every single thing. Cause he's saying everything is great <clears> and everything can't be great. That's there's no possible way that could be happening. So and, and yeah, it just leads into that toxic idea again, that like the United States is like the best country in the world. Exactly. And we're like so better than everyone else. And we're so superior. And like, that's a toxic sort of way of thinking. Manifest destiny. He the said manifest destiny like, in the speech. It, that's not a good thing. It presents a lot of problems. And I feel like it gets a lot of people's egos up when they shouldn't be. Patriotism. Um, yeah, it's it's definitely kind of scary, especially people who are different types of supremacists. Anyways, <laughs> I just oh, Alani wanted to say something. Yeah, uh, just a little bit. Uh, it really did sound like he was trying to get into like people's heads with exactly. that whole speech. It mm-hmm. really sounds like he was trying to like compel them. Like it felt like a rally. I know he's trying to get elected for four more years, so it really felt like he was rallying people to vote for him, which is not the point of the State of the Union address. You're not supposed to promote your campaign. It, it just it kind of felt like fan service. Like when uh, the guy and he was in the military and he came to see his family, and I watched that mm-hmm. video, and they looked very uncomfortable. But I honestly, that's all, yeah. also my perception of it. So I'm going to be honest. I. I'm looking at things in a certain light because I see Donald Trump in a certain light, but mm-hmm. I might be seeing things. I my, my my opinion might be a little bit skewed. It might be a little bit biased. So I'm gonna just put that out there, and I'm pretty sure all of us might be a little bit the, the same way. So Liam, um, yeah, I, I do have a specific bias against him, but I also do strongly agree with what Chantal said. It does sound like he's rallying people to vote for him. He had a large air of like the whole time he's talking about God and Christianity yeah. and stuff. He, he, he didn't about, say yeah, anything you know, about he, that before he was elected. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he, he talked a lot about religion and about, about how this is like God's country and stuff that's really overtly Christian and Catholic, yeah. which yeah. is actually really disturbing this time because especially with things like coronavirus or, you know, conflict happening in the Middle East with, you know, the U.S. interfering in yeah, Iran. Yeah, Australian stuff that, and stuff kind of reflects because America's not supposed to be a Christian place. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he even That's said in his point. speech that, you know, we support, like, all people of all creed, all colors, exactly. all religions. Freedom but then of religion. put this <laughs> yeah. religious yeah. bias on your speech about how, you know, yeah. and he goes God and all these different things. Else. And it's just like, yeah. yeah. Illegal, yeah, like, aliens, like, it's yeah, you go on and dehumanize yeah. people. Yeah. Right. You can't. You can't. I think he's 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 very good at making people seem like the other, and making the people who are with him feel like we're the good people, and making the people who are against him feel like you guys are all bad. You all of you people putting people in boxes, and that's just mm-hmm. a very polarizing way to look at the world. Groupthink. Exactly, yeah. groupthink is bad. I mean, Us versus then, them is not good. It very much felt like I kind of agree with you. It felt like propaganda to yes. me, like mm-hmm. especially. 
when he brought up all these different people, and I get that's that is what they genuinely yeah, do in the State do. of the Union. They do bring these different people, like real civilians from these real stories and everything like that. But some of them, it didn't even really feel like he was actually trying to. And some of them didn't point. even some of fit them just the speech. It just felt like he just speech. threw that in there. He didn't even really seem certain. I guess civilians that they brought up or whatever the different stories. Certain ones didn't feel like he. I don't know. Like, he didn't really have a speech prepared for them or something like that. Like, when he just repeated this one person's name, like, uh, it just, it didn't feel like it it was really well planned. Yeah. Personally, not one of... It was kind of aimless. It didn't really have... It didn't seem... His point was just to make himself look... Like, even what I noticed, I wrote this down when I was annotating my paper, is that he said I a lot, and he would say, like, I am doing this. And it it felt like he was attributing everything that was happening in America to him. And And you can't... (laughs) There's a whole government. There's You're not doing everything yourself. There are other people Mm -hmm. who are doing things. You can't say that because of I'm doing this stuff and because i'm doing these things everything is getting better and that's just not how a government works it's not how a country works you can't that's kind of that's when we're getting into the whole yeah he really was like ever since i became president President. these you know unemployment rates have been the lowest they've ever been and all these other things i'm like that's but that's even if that was true i don't think it is (laughs) but even if it was true i don't think it's just because of you're saying just you like you're the one person who fixed unemployment you, you you solved it like it's it's just it's, gone it's been an that's issue ridiculous forever. Like presidents in the past have been trying to solve that exactly since forever so it's not like oh it's the best now because of me no it's the best mm-hmm. because maybe you came in at the right time exactly like as things were getting better you i came think in i don't like better. how i really don't because a lot of times when one thing happens while a president is doing something everyone attributes it everyone attributes it to that president or when a bad thing happens while a president is doing something, everyone attributes it to that president. Mm-hmm. But not everything is because the president does something good or bad. Sometimes the president just happens to be the president at that time. So, um, I agree entirely because I think that all of the stuff that's happening to the economy and to our jobs and stuff is almost entirely because of Obama's recession plan and stimulus package. Mm-hmm. And also, I think it's very dangerous the way he attributes all of these actions to himself yes. specifically as opposed to saying we did we it did like, it. we america no he's saying i, I did, did it. it and it's really bad because there are supporters of him who deify him where he's like oh he's chosen by god he's chosen like they can never mm-hmm. find anything wrong with him like That's, you could and it's it's super dangerous good. because <laughs> it's disturbing they have no impartial opinion where it's like okay i like this no but i don't like this everything he does to them is, is especially good. if they attribute mm. to their religion because, he's a savior which is it's just not it's super nice. it's not going no. in but i mean and even i can say in the speech when i was annotating the speech there were some things that i put a check mark next to i said you have good stats here you mm-hmm. you explain this well like i'm not going to say every single part of that speech was bad and of course we're highlighting yeah. the negative parts here but not everything was bad <laughs> it's just that the good didn't outweigh the negative in any and no at, at all it so did. we're going to focus on the negative he needs some serious like fact checking like some of these statistics Thank i'm like you. where did you pull this from where did you I, say like and I'm, I'm, I'm not to say that like i'm someone who like is super into politics and you know like i know all the statistics and like i'm yeah. super into this like i'm not like i'm fairly i haven't researched all of this but even to me i'm like this doesn't sound this doesn't right sound at correct it does not sound correct it just doesn't and what do sense. i know so yeah you know. okay guys it is 10 
18, of course, as you guys has you guys have heard this before, but our class ends at 1020. So I think we're going to wrap it up for today, but I think it was a good podcast. Thank yeah. you guys for coming on today. Um, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for listening. So that was episode three. We're going to... This has been Liam and the boys. <laughs> podcast. Okay, bye.